This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How were a couple days off? Feel like a brand new guy? Y'all rested, (laughs) rehabbed, ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I'd never uh, probably admit at the time that I was uh, pretty tired, but I was getting pretty tired towards the end of that stretch, uh, being full-time point guard for a little bit there. So I was saying to someone the other day, I don't think I've seen the... Seven years in the NBA, I don't think I've seen so many teams press as full court as they did in the last three weeks or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I was, a, I was I was getting a little bit tired there, but glad we could kind of hold on and um, do what we wanted to do and, and finish strong. And, and obviously now, um, yeah, nice couple of days off and got back into it yesterday a little bit. And obviously we'll kind of pick it up and build it up here until until Sunday. So I listened to your Zoom on Wednesday, Joe, and I got to say, you are a pro because you were probed about (laughs) Donovan Mitchell and you knew precisely what to say. You handled that full court press as well as you did out on the floor when they pressed you when you played point guard. So I don't want to know. I'm not going to ask you again, ask you who or excuse me, what is up with Donovan Mitchell. The only thing I want to know from you this morning, Joe, is can you tell us and uh, who the starting five is going to be? I don't want to know anything about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> That's a uh, way to uh, way to put your question. You just asked the same question as they did in a roundabout way. <laughs> We're both pros here, yeah. Joe. <laughs> I've seen, it, I've seen it enough uh, knucklehead media in my life to know that they do that several times. So, um, the five players that will start will be the five players that Quinn wants to start on Sunday. There it is. That's, See? that's deep, Joe. That's deep. <laughs> and if it's me, if it's not me, if it's George, if it's uh, Jarrell, if it's uh, Trent, we'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious, the answer's like this. Do you understand you're supposed to give them, or does someone in the organization, whether it's front office or coach, you know, whoever, say, hey, this info stays here, the rest of the world gets the guess. I don't want any of you boneheads leaking it. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a part of it, too. It's just kind of not, not none of my business, but it's not on. If it was me and my injury, I would be, I would give you guys as much as, um, as I could, as I was allowed to or could or whatever. Um, I obviously, I'm not inside Donovan's ankle or foot or whatever ankle. Um, and it's not, I guess it's not really, um, to your question, like, no, we don't get like a briefing report 
what, what to say and what not to say on, on media days or anything like that. Um, I think it's just a bit of common sense. Like, I would never speak on someone else's injury because it's not my... Not that it's not my business, but it's not my place to, to do that. So um, if Donovan comes on and wants to talk about it, then um, that's completely up to him. So guys in the NBA, Joe, obviously the goal as a team is to win the title, and that's the most important thing and the most success that you could possibly have. I was wondering... Do you think you... that's everyone's goal? Do you think that's everyone's goal, though? To win an NBA title but by an NBA player? Yeah. Well, that would lead me to think that you don't think that. So the next the question then would be, why don't you think that? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that about I'm just asking a general question. Do you think out of 450 players, 450 players, pure one goal is to win an NBA championship? No. No, I mean, some guys <laughs> want to make it in the league because that's where the big money is. And just to say you're an NBA player, I get that. But I think rotation guys, guys like you who've been in the league for a number of years, I think that's your goal and I think the nucleus of this team, when Mitchell goes last year and says we're done with the first round and we finish with the best record, but yet a lot of people still don't believe in us, I think most of your guys certainly, I actually believe all of your guys are committed to winning a title. They're not worried. If you don't have your place in the league yet, are there other reasons as to why you would think that wouldn't be the goal? Yeah, I mean, I, I believe I like what you said. Like I, I know our team is fully invested in it, um, but you also on the flip side of that, like there's a lot of guys in this league. Like you said, they're trying to make it. Um, they might be on the last year of a, a minimum deal, a four year minimum deal, and they want to get paid and they sure. want to look after their family, which you can't uh, you can't be mad at. Everyone, I mean, whatever job you do, you want to you want to look after your family as much as as you can, whether it be your yeah. immediate wife and kids or your extended family if you're able to um, but it'd be interesting if you got everybody down and uh, we all had to do a, a, a survey or a questionnaire or whatever you call it with no names on it I'd be interested to see how many people what answers they gave you know and I'm with I know, you I know what our team's answers would be I know our teams would be the right answers but I'm just saying speaking in general I'm I'm with you on that, Joe, and I see where you're going. I think the next layer to add to the conversation, though, is there are people who would say that they're in it for that, but they don't really want to pay the price. They don't get for up sure. a thousand shots a day. They don't watch what for they sure. eat or how much they run or ride a bike in the off season, and they might, so might be coming out of a strip club a survey, at four in the morning. You know, a survey with with no names on it. It's fully. Uh, disclosed no one ever no one was ever going to find out it'd be interesting to see what the answers would be like whether it would be i want to get paid or i just want to be in the nba or i do want to win like i genuinely don't care about the money um it'd be be interesting anyway how much with your uh on with your silly questions. <laughs> well, now I mean, you opened up a fascinating aspect. How many of those guys, though, that you would question, because clearly you're questioning some, how many of those guys are integral parts of the team? I, would, I think we understand the end of the bench guys are just trying to survive in the league, which you used to be. You're not anymore, obviously. But sure. yeah. you know, how many, of, how many guys who are going to be in the NBA and are not end of the bench guys are committed to winning it all. How many, or how many do you think aren't committed to winning it all? 
You know, I'd also, I'd also add is like, um, that there's obviously been guys in the league that have done everything they've wanted to do to get paid, and then after that, kind of shutting it down, which yeah. is interesting. Which is interesting. You've yeah. like, I, I still remember when I signed my four-year deal, and obviously you have like idiots on Twitter, right? Like, oh, now you've made it, like you can relax, or now you like. My whole goal the next year was like, I need to play better. Like, I have to prove that, um, not really to anyone in general, but like myself, like, I need to prove my worth, that I'm worth whatever X amount of dollars I was playing for for the next four years. Um, you see, like, there's, yeah. there's other people, other guys, like, it's it's just interesting. I don't know. I was thinking about it this morning randomly, and so when you asked that question, uh-huh. it came to my mind. That's funny. Well, not to be a not to be a total homer here, and you know the jazz guys are all in, but nobody else is. I do. We are th- all in. I can I can promise you that. I'm around. Right, no, now. I get I get that, but I think that we ought to acknowledge that. I think on most of the better teams in the league, not all of them, and not everyone, but the reason you're a better team in the league is because you have more guys who are all in. Because sure. otherwise no, I, it becomes a stumbling block. And, I mean, just to pick random numbers, you know, you're seventh instead of third or you're fourth instead of first yeah. or whatever. So well, then it goes on to uh, what West, I think Westbrook said it in a reply to someone on social media or Stephen A. Smith or some, some reporter somewhere said something and he said, like, I'm not going to define myself by a championship. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right, yeah. It would be great, um, but what he does, and obviously we see – a little bit of what he does off court, but I'm sure he does even more than what he actually shows. I think there's a lot of players that do a lot more than probably what people think. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We could talk about it all day, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no question about that. Yeah, well, there's, Let's there's, do it. I got nothing well, to do. Well, I, I wonder, in, in Westbrook's case, <laughs> he's playing with a crappy team, so they don't really have a chance, whereas you guys do have a chance, so... You know where I was going with that originally is you've made your money, you've made your mark on the league, you've made your mark on the community, you've done everything probably that you wanted to set out to do individually, and so you've accomplished all that stuff now at 33 years of age. So basically, the only thing left is to win a title uh, at the NBA level. Two things left. Okay, what Two are left. what? What's the other one? Obviously, win a championship for Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a gold medal with Australia. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. From that perspective, so uh, uh, what what would an NBA title mean to you? Oh, I mean, it mean the world. Um, it would be a a very special moment. Um, and I don't even really say that for myself. Like, yeah, it would be great to have that. I guess, like, on my, my resume one day, but. Um, also for for Utah, like that's why yeah. that's why I kind of do what I do off the court with with what we do with Renee and I and, and the, the kids and the donations and whatever it is. Um, you almost feel attached to, like I never thought I would obviously be here for seven years, let alone one year when I was on a month-to-month deal. Um, so um, yeah, it'd be an unbelievable accomplishment myself and for my family and for us to kind of uh, talk about one day when I'm old and um, but there'd be no better feeling than doing it and rolling down Main Street or whatever with a um, some, um, 
yeah, it would just be a a pretty cool moment to share with with the people here because we have myself included, but the, the guys that have been here and um, from seven years ago winning like 28 games or whatever we did that first year um, to, to kind of where we are now and obviously a big part of that is what the Millers did um, building the team and getting Quinn and then obviously now with, with Ryan and his group so um, yeah it would be incredibly special um, it would mean also that I'd be on a plane a couple of days later to, to head over to Tokyo to try and uh, win another one so it'd be uh, it'd be very special so have you talked to other players, and, and Mike would be the person on your team and most, uh, you were talking about how exhausting the end of the season was, but when I hear people talk about deep NBA playoff runs, it is just all-consuming and exhausting. It is never easy, even for the legends. And the teams like the Warriors who do it multiple times, it's no surprise they end up with injuries and this cumulative fatigue after several years. So have you really braced yourself for what a deep run means? For sure. No, it, uh, I think uh, Mike went to the Western Conference Finals with Memphis one year. JC went to the Finals with Cleveland that year. Mm, that's right. Um, so speaking to them a little bit too, like it, it is. It, I mean, it's a grind. And I think... Um, what also will play a part in that is the way we play. Like, we play a different way, which is hard in general. Um, it's hard to do for 72 games. So you, um, at this point, having the, the couple of days off early on and, and a lighter day yesterday and then obviously getting back into it, um, everything kind of from this point, um, as of, like, Monday when we, when we had the, the time off is, about getting ready, getting your body ready, but also kind of planning the rest and making sure you're getting enough sleep and, and downtime and, and getting your legs up and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to be a hopefully a very long run um, that goes all the way to the end, and, and we've got to kind of brace and prepare for that. And, um, I'm lucky with, with Renee and the, the kids that they'll – They'll give me every opportunity to, to rest up as much as possible um, when the kids don't want me to be chasing them outside for a little bit. But um, no, it'll be it'll be exciting, it'll be fun. Um, but it's it's almost time to to kind of park um, some stuff aside. Um, like our record was great, but that's kind of the 52 games don't really mean much except for where they placed us. So we've got to kind of park that aside and, and obviously, like I said, prepare and, and get ready for this kind of next this next section of, of this playoff run. So what's interesting, it's, I think it's, uh, in my mind, it's the first time ever, maybe it's been done, I don't know, but the thought being that the number one seed now is not going to know its opponent later than everybody in the league, <laughs> right? And that's sort of weird. You'd think that the, that's somewhat of a disadvantage. And so you're not going to know your opponent until we have the outcome of the Memphis of the Golden State game, which is going to be late, and it's going to be less than forty, yeah, less than 48 hours uh, before the tip-off on Sunday evening. Uh, do you know what you guys will do as far as preparing once you know for the individual team, or is it more about yourselves and it doesn't really matter anyway? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think a, a part of it is about ourselves. A part of it, like I said, the first couple of days was purely the the physical health side of it, getting, getting some rest, and um, especially as of kind of yesterday, it was 
four teams we could have played. Um, so now that we know it's down to two, um, again, I think um, I'm not in uh, the coaches' meeting, which they're probably doing right now. Um, but they'll be a lot of focus on ourselves, obviously, um, how we want to play, what we want to do um, on the offensive end, defensively. Um, obviously, defensively, we can talk about um, bits and pieces. Um, obviously, for for us, we've been pretty consistent with what we've done defensively for a lot of the year. Obviously, uh, certain individuals on certain teams take a bit more of um, a scout or, or, or effort and, I guess, time and effort put into a scout to, to figure out what we're going to do. Um, and obviously, they've kind of got guys like that on, on either team. Obviously, if there's Steph, it's... It's Steph and what he does for that group. Um, and then with Memphis, they're probably a little bit more um, across the board. But obviously, Jai is a big part of their, what they do. Dylan Brooks, um, Valanchunas down on the block. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, it's it's not ideal. Um, but it's also, again, I've said it, I don't get put in those meetings to make decisions. So we, we just do what we're told. And um, that part is, I, I guess... Being devil's advocate a little bit, I guess it, on one side of it, it kind of makes you not overthink anything too much yet because we don't know who we're playing, so we can't overthink how we're going to guard Steph or how we're going to guard Joe. Like we can put some ideas and plans probably in place, but as of kind of Friday night and, and that session on on Saturday that we'll have and, and a shoot around Sunday morning, um, obviously those two days will be be very crucial. Um, probably more mentally than physically, um, just really locking in on our, our game plan and what we're going to do and, and how we're going to play. So I'm, I'm curious how much the preparation, because obviously you've seen these teams, you know, two or three times, two in the East and, you know, three for most of these Western times this year. How much has the preparation changed from one matchup to another, aside from injuries and guys, you know, either playing or they're not playing, but how much does it change? Do you defend Steph really differently one time as opposed to when you played them a month earlier or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I mean, he's a good example because of how much he impacts the game with, with what he does on the floor. Um, and it's same with a, a lot of guys when we would play Jokic last year in the playoffs or, or James Harden in Houston that, that year, whatever it is. Um, these guys are... Uh, at the top of what they've done and they've won MVPs and whatever they've done in their careers for, for a very good reason. Um, so I think it's about, regardless of who that is, whether it be Jar, whether it be any of those two teams, um, a lot of it, you, you want to mix it up. You want to make it as, as hard as as hard as you can on those the guys that are going to have um, the ball the most or the, those guys that make the, the biggest impact on their teams. So, um, yeah, it's 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 tough to think, like I said, kind of overthink it too much right now because there's um, a 50-50 chance of who we're going to play. Um, but you want to make it tough. You want to make it as hard as you can. Obviously, in a, a seven-game series is, is long. Um, so you want to you want to change things up a little bit. You obviously focus on yourself and what we're going to do. Um, but, yeah, you want to you mix it up. And if you give Steph the same look every time or, or Durant the same look every time, these... these like guys at the, the top of the the uh, echelon of players, they're, they're going to eventually adjust and, and be able to make plays. So you just want to make it as tough as you can. So who do you think of the first three guys are going to be off the bench for you guys, Joe? 
<laughs> um, the first, it'll be the three guys that Quinn decides would be the best uh, impact off the bench after the starting five, which he'll choose um, leading into the game. Nice. You got a future in politics, Joe. <laughs> I can, I can promise you that'll be the last thing I'll be doing. In <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'll by be the doing way, a mil- million things before that. Uh, good call on Jordan Clarkson. I thought of you when he dropped. Uh, you know what song really captures the mood of the team? What you thinking right now? And he said, "Tears for Fears." Everybody wants to rule the world. And then he played it on his phone on the Zoom call. Thought, Isn't he just like yeah, one of a kind? Right. And I thought, this is what Joe was telling us about. This is one of the things he does. He picks a song that's older than himself, and he's got it on his phone, and he's got this little giggle that's infectious. It was, <laughs> and he has sunglasses on. And... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, the, that's like the crazy part, too, of why we, we were – I can't remember who we were talking to. We were talking about it the other day a little bit. It was like, I don't, I don't think – we'll ever meet or the NBA will ever see like another Jordan Clarkson. Like even the way he plays, you can't, you can't like teach that to someone. You can't sit and watch film and say, Hey, put your body like one leg here, one arm on the ground, the other arm is putting the ball behind your back. And then you're still going to score. Like you just can't. And then off the court, what he does and how he lives and his, his, um, like his, his, we would, like his happiness, like he's always, he's just always happy. Like he, he, there's not, there's not ever going to be another Jordan Clarkson, ever, not even close. Like not even a, like imagine, imagine a young kid saying to JC, like, hey, I'd love you to come, like help me work out and like show me what you do. Like imagine him trying to do the stuff that JC does. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, not happening. All right, Joe, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes, and we'll be watching Sunday night when Donovan either does or doesn't start. <laughs> One more you, thing, Joe. <laughs> and you play either the Warriors or the Grizzlies. We'll, we'll just have to see what happens, won't we? All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. All right, there it is. Many questions, many answers, Dang. and yet questions still loom. <laughs> I thought I could get them. No, you didn't. <laughs> nice try. Just understood. Nobody says anything. Nobody would ever say, if anybody lets us leak, you're all fired. (laughs) Well, I like how he said, oh, you just ask him the same question a different way. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) That's why you get paid. All right. When we come back, everything you missed in this show, we're getting you up to speed next. Stay with us. Lob to Rudy. Oh, he packed it with the right hand. Produce three all-stars. Check. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Earn the best record in the NBA in the top spot in the West. You are fabulous. Check and check. The regular season is over, and now the number one seeded Utah Jazz begin their quest for an NBA title. Let's go! When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every second of every game on your exclusive home. Welcome home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Brooks by Johnson again, running bank shot. No good offensive rebound of Valanciunas. Puts it back up and in. Oh, the big fella doing big fella. Of things out muscling Jakob Pertle said, Give me that ball, and then banks it up and in. They get it to Caldwell Pope, almost lost it. Shot clock at seven. 
James, two defenders on him to Caldwell Pope inside. He's tied up by Green. Throws it back up top. James puts up the three. Oh, it's gone! LeBron James from downtown as the shot clock expires. A desperation heave, and the Lakers are up three. That was the game winner as the Lakers beat the Warriors and lock up the seventh seed, getting you up to speed on everything you missed in this show. PK, the game changed in the third quarter when the Warriors, who had locked the Lakers up in the first half, held them to 42 points. The Lakers go for 35 in the third, and they got a bunch of them in transition. Some off misses, but most of them off of turnovers and some soft ones, too. Isn't that funny how basketball can be that way? The complexion of the game changes dramatically halfway through with the break. And the third quarter is just completely unlike anything that the first 24 minutes resembled. Yes. I think several things happened. I think that the Lakers got loose with the ball, which you spotlighted earlier in the game, and I thought you were spot on with that. I thought LeBron played really um, conservatively, uh, offensively, flat on his feet, looking to pass the ball, not looking to drive or shoot. Really being careful with his health, I think, is what we all thought. Whether it's true or not, it's what we all thought. And I thought he opened it up a little more in the second half with the game on the line. He knew he needed to give more, and he did. Saw him drive into the hoop a little more. Saw him being a little more aggressive. Still playing below the rim. Still not 100% LeBron. We can guess all day whether his ankle is 30, 50, or 70%. He's 36 years old, too. It's not 100%. Well, now, now he sees triplets and everything. There's that after getting poked in the eye. <laughs> he says, I looked at the shot clock. I'm like, well, did you see three shot clocks? I looked at the rim. I saw three rims. Yeah, it, what How did it? you read the number on the shot clock? Was it, you may have thought did he, he realized it was 22 seconds, but it was really No, I thought he thought 222 seconds. But that there's no such thing. Three twos. How else would you read it? Two minutes and 22 uh, seconds? No, Two two point two 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 twenty two point two seconds. Okay. Second thing I saw was three rims. Uh, you know, from being uh, poked in the eye on that previous possession when I drove to the hole and then in transition, so I just aimed for the middle one. I called bull crap on that. And so did CJ McCollum. That was sweet. CJ was going at him multiple times on Twitter. Actor of the year. There's uh, some ex uh, golfer, I think, or tennis player. I don't know. Now she's a model and influencer, social media, whatever. And uh, and she said that what, – what's her name? Paige Spiernak? Is that – Yeah, she's Spiernak, a golfer. Yeah. She's golfer, a golfer, former golfer, golfer right? Golfer. Yeah, and she was saying Space Jam 2 is going to be really good. He's a heck of an actor. Nice shot. Yeah, and he was down, and, and, they, and they put in eye drops <laughs> on the court. I don't know that I've ever seen that again. There I, were people saying that he was gassed, and really he just wanted to catch his breath and rest up before he shot the free throws. I understand that. Um, it does suck to get poked in the eye. You've been poked in the eye. It takes a minute. You're, I don't know about the triples, but if you tell know, me his rolling vision was over, blurry. Holding your head? I don't get the holding it's the little, head thing. You'd dramatic. think you'd be holding your face. Originally, I thought he hit his head on the floor. And then the replay showed, well, he didn't. No, he didn't, which would have been serious. I mean, yeah. hit your head. Yeah. It's not not that's awful. So yeah, it's, it's, that's what I thought. And then the first thing I thought, oh, he'll be fine. He didn't hit his head, and he hit the free throws. Then he hit the three. And he and was, he was fine. fine. And they did win the game. And now they go play the Suns. Although watching the the Lakers and Warriors had the star power, but I thought they did a both did a good job of showing how the other team is flawed. 
And there are a lot of scre- people screaming at Frank Vogel on, on Twitter. Steve Cleveland has said it on the air here multiple times. The Lakers are better when AD's at the five. But isn't AD basically Tim Duncan? Except he hasn't said he doesn't want to play the five yeah, as but loudly see, as Duncan did. It's not just that. you got to have somebody else that you put in and be effective, and Caruso had a hell of a game. Yes. So it's the combo. Yep. It's not just, oh, we'll take out Drummond and move Davis over. But it does clog. i got to have somebody it, else it, over there. But having Drummond does, any of their bigs, and but that's Drummond. that's part of it, yeah, I clogs, understand that. It clogs up the paint. But There's not as much room to drive I want to point out that Caruso had a great Caruso, game. Caruso, again, contributed. He is earning 30 his 30 minutes? Yep. He playing 30 minutes in a playoff game. And what about this? Van Gunny was saying that these stats don't count as a playoff game. They don't. That doesn't make any sense. This is a playoff game. I know, but officially they don't. But that doesn't make any sense. I agree with you. Change that rule. <laughs> Where play- did they come up with that? They What's the rationale the behind that? The playing game is neither feet. No, what is that? What is that cliche? Neither fair nor foul. But this is these are playoffs. I agree. I think that's what they should be. That's like the saying the play-ins in the NCAs don't count. Of course they do. Exactly. They've that's created this thing. That's an NCAA game now. That's an excellent comparison. Whether you think it's a bogus game or not, I'm fine. But this is it's a legitimate game. And if you're 20 points off the team leader in scoring and you score 21 in that game, you are the all-time leading scorer if that's whatever the circumstances are. The record well, for a play-in game is now 50. It made no <laughs> sense. It doesn't. I agree. And he was and these guys are balling like it's a playoff game because it was because there's something at stake. LeBron needs a couple extra days off. He doesn't need to play an extra game on that ankle, or it turns out with that eye, could be down to double vision by by Sunday at one thirty. Double vision. <laughs> Sing it. Ooh, when it gets new to me, it's always good. My double vision gets the best of me. <laughs> Last thing on Davis at the five. I think Vogel knows this. People are screaming, "Why doesn't Vogel?" Because you got to keep your stars happy, and I don't think he wants to play the five. I don't think he wants the beating that can go with it. Well, you're He's going really to need good at minutes it. from the other guy, right? And so in the first half, the so, other guys are going to play minutes. You're going to have to live with that. But with the game on the line, AD's going to go to the five, and AD's smart enough to figure it out too. May not be his first priority, but this is what you're going to have to do to what advance. His priorities are. I mean, yeah. he played 42 minutes. Yep. That's it. And Drummond only played 17. He had seven boards in 17 minutes. That's decent. <laughs> Couple of blocks. What more do you want out of him? Not to be behind. I don't know that it was Drummond's fault. No, it wasn't. It's plus minus. It's actually minus one. So it's kind of a push while he was on the court. And Montrezl Harrell played 10 minutes. And you know, minus two is basically a, a push then, too. So... I think a lot of it comes down to LeBron look a lot more active and a lot more engaged in the third quarter. Okay. And the fourth, for that matter. I mean, he just he was moving more. I just thought he was really passive early on and favoring the ankle, and he's going to play big minutes and conserve energy, and the whole Jordan get other guys started thing, that clearly has influenced other stars going forward. That was a lesson Phil Jackson really wanted Jordan to absorb. Well, win the game. Yep, and they did. So there you go. On to play Phoenix. But their flaws were on display for both teams, and that's why the one and two seeds ought to win. And the Lakers are going to be favored Ooh, as a seven. Lakers over the Suns. Huh? The Suns', Suns the lack of playoff experience. It's the same thing people say about the Jazz. It's just more pronounced with the Suns. At least the Jazz have guys who've been in the playoffs. You know, Donovan's been in the playoffs three years in a row and There's played more four trust. series. That's right. 
Right. Now, there isn't a lot of trust because they've been to well, the conference finals the as a group. Right. Yep. Although, man, if they get if they win two series, the, the speaking of the Jazz, the idea of them winning the conference final, if they should lose it, it's not going to be from a lack of experience. I just don't buy that at all. But I think you have to see who they play and I don't why care they, they lose. Play. I don't care who they play. I don't. I honestly, I couldn't care less if they win two playoff series with uh, all these guys, and you've got multiple all stars. You've got multiple guys in their thirties. A coach who's been with them for many years now. His team is set to win now. They have more of a of a. I don't say right, but more of a formula to win now than the Warriors did when they won their first title. All right, DJ and PK, a lot of basketball this morning. That's a taste of what we've been talking about. Your feedback's coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Ron Boone now joins us. You're coming back home. You got 13,000. You go on the road, you got a couple of thousand. How big of a role could that potentially play for the Jazz in a postseason run? It's huge to have your fans. I mean, that support that you get from the fans, is, it takes you to another level. You know, that support you get from the fans is unmeasurable, I, I think. And then the fact that most players come here, they don't like it. I mean, if you ask any NBA player, lots of NBA players back in the day or even now about playing in Salt Lake City, it's a huge advantage. The arena was built for basketball, so the fans are right there on top of you. The support that the team gets, opponents recognize that. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join Hans and Scotty Friday at The Warehouse from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Boom! <laughs> Time for your feedback. Yes, David DJ James. That's what I've been saying, too. I'm with P.K. Kinahan. These are playoff games by the very definition. Like, it's a no-brainer. I couldn't believe it. That I had to say, no, you got to have this wrong. This doesn't make any sense. He does not have it wrong. It's, of all the dumb things that don't make sense, this is the dumbest thing that doesn't make the most senses. Lakers won. Everybody now a Memphis fan Friday night. Memphis beats the Warriors. Jazz get the Grizzlies in the playoffs. And Josh tweets at us, if Mitchell and the Jazz are healthy, dot, 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 it really doesn't matter. Ellipses, if you will. Yes. Oh, I don't know that it matters between the two now. Maybe it mattered with the Lakers. But it doesn't matter between the Warriors and Grizzlies. The Jazz are winning this series. And then if you get the Warriors... Well, they've extended a ton of emotion on Wednesday. Yep. They're probably going to have to expend a ton of emotion on Friday. 
And then you get them on Sat Sunday. Sweet. The, the NBA is like handing you a win. Quit complaining about the lack of prep time, which I don't think they were anyway. It's just it's no. Kind of it's a, more coming from fans. You see it on it's social media. Fluky you probably that the number the one seed is going to know won't know their opponent. Right. They have the shortest time. But it's kind of irrelevant because totally agree. the one seed doesn't have as much time to prep as the three seed, but the six has as much time to prep as the three seed, and they're playing each other. The one has know, as much time to prep as the eight seed, and they're playing each other. And I like the fact that you're playing somebody who just played less than 48 hours, has to get on a plane wherever they are, yeah. and come to you. You have, in my mind, you have a distinct advantage. Memphis, not a if Memphis were to win, they'd be playing their third game in their third city in five nights, and so would the Warriors, for that matter. Not right. as much travel, L.A. to San Francisco to Salt Lake, but still, they're gifting you an opportunity. Now you got to take advantage of it. It doesn't matter if you don't take advantage of it. What's the difference? Uh, but they should be able to get game one and finish them off as early as you can. That's just good news. The Jazz can beat either the Grizzlies or the Warriors, Carter tweets in. I think the Warriors might make it a six- or seven-game-long series. Memphis is who we want. If we beat Memphis in five, say, we'll get adequate rest for the second round because we will, assumingly, be playing the Clippers. Assumingly. Yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) I actually think, and I I, this is just a feeling, I don't know if there's any reality to it, but I think that Memphis might be a tougher opponent. Because, because I think that what you saw from the Warriors all season is what you're going to see, or at least when they when Wiseman went out. So you've you've seen the Warriors at their best, right? You played them mm-hmm. the other night. You weren't at your best. Memphis puts in Jackson into the lineup now. He's a nice player. So he's and he's emerging player. Still a young kid. They're different. So they have the opportunity in my mind to be better. The Warriors, if they're going to beat you, you know full well how they're going to beat you. There's really no mystery. There's no mystery. Yeah. We know they are who we thought they were. You don't really need a whole lot of preparation time for the Warriors because this is who they are, right? That one dude who chews on the mouthpiece is going to have a whole (laughs) lot of shots and he's going to probably make a few. Steph Curry is now the one dude who chews on his mouthpiece. And so then you have to make sure Wiggins and Bazemore and uh, who's the other guy? off the bench pool is that who it is mm-hmm. yeah you, off you can't have uh him go off they got molder they got the uh jta they talk them they talk about him as the uh toscano anderson i think his, his name is right so uh, and looney and i've pretty much covered their because they only go seven eight deep eight. Right now. they played eight last night yeah. yeah so they are who they are really Whereas I think Memphis can be a little bit better and a little bit of a wild card. Plus, John Morant, you know, he's a kid, and so he can go off. I mean, you're pretty much going to count on Curry going off, right? That seems like where we're headed here. Yeah. He's going to try and carry the team here as much as he can. So pencil him in for his 30, his 35, his 40. So the formula for beating the Warriors is crystal clear. Don't let anyone else go off. I'm looking at you, Wiggins. So it might be a little bit more of a mystery, Memphis is. Jackson played 11 games this year. And he is the number four pick in the draft. He's still only 21. Right, right, right. He's still young. You know, in the 11 games he played, he did not see the Jazz in that. You know. So, averaging, his father played in the NBA. Averaging 14 points a game. So, like you said, he'll contribute. He'll make some plays. I remember. But he's on the come. Yeah. He's just barely getting started. 14 points, five and a half boards, an assist, a block, and a steal. And a turnover for that matter. He's a nice player. I like him. I like his game. All right. 
DJ and PK, there you go. There's some of the feedback from today's show. We will talk to you tomorrow morning, wrap up the week. How's your guy Hovland doing at the PGA, PK? We got an update here? I don't. I haven't been looking. He's not in top five. Murakawa tied for fourth. The defending champ, Murakawa, is two under, two shots off the lead behind Bradley. Bradley. Oh, Hovland's at two under. There's a big group at two under. So Go Vic. All right, DJ and PK, <laughs> hands of Scott here next. We'll see you.